Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine, and this is episode 91. Today, I want to talk to you about dealing with difficult people, the ones that you live with, the ones that you have to interact with, the ones where it doesn't seem so simple to just put up a boundary or say no or walk away, where there's other factors at play or other people that will be affected. And so your choice isn't as black and white as just putting your foot down or standing up for yourself. I'm talking about those difficult people where if you lose them, you also lose other loved ones. Maybe children are affected. Maybe your home or your income will be lost if you truly drew the line in the sand with this individual. It's hard to know what to do on a good day when only one person will be affected, when nothing else is at stake. It can feel impossible when the ramifications of your next move whether or not it technically feels like the right thing to do for you, causes other devastation and has a rippling effect through other relationships and other parts of your life. Often our relationships with these people are compounded with even more stress because we have other people that care for us and love us and are at least a little bit aware of what's going on and they try to be very helpful and they offer advice like, Leave them, cut ties with that person, tell them to F off, give them an ultimatum. And that sounds all good and fine until you really follow that through to conclusion. And sometimes these people that love us that are giving this advice can't grasp the full picture of what this might cost you. And so it leads to the obvious question, is it better to stay in the circumstance you're in that you don't like being treated a way you don't like being treated or risk the very, very real reality that there is going to be a significant cost to you if you say something, stand up for yourself, put up a boundary? I know many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. One thing I've learned over the years when it comes to this is situations like I'm describing right now aren't usually one-off situations. This is the type of internal battle that we get faced with over and over and over again in life. I have certainly had these moments in my life. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not always sure if I chose correctly. Sometimes we don't know for years, once it's all done playing out, whether or not we chose correctly. And I can think of at least one time where I already know I chose wrong. You see, it's really hard to stand up for yourself, it's very difficult to find the courage to put a boundary in place. It can be one of the scariest things you've ever done to tell somebody no or to walk away from somebody who's unhealthy for you. And sometimes it can be just as hard to stay, to stay and continue taking the insults, the put downs, the disrespect that we sometimes decide is worth it to maintain the family peace, security, relationships that are tied to that main one. So I just want to take a moment to recognize that it takes courage to stand up for yourself. And sometimes it also takes courage 
and humility and a deep understanding of the ripple effects in life to make the decision to stay in a less than ideal relationship. If you've ever wanted a divorce and a family member or friend is encouraging you to leave and they're asking questions like, why don't you just leave already? And you struggle with how to exactly articulate to them that you're scared of how you'll support yourself on your own. That the idea of not seeing your kids every single night and hugging them and kissing them and making sure they're okay breaks your heart. That the idea of having to have your children be in the house of somebody that you already are intimately aware of how damaging they can be without you there to protect your children. And that that is not something you can stomach. How do you put into words the fear of the family and support system that you'll lose if you get divorced, or trying to figure out what holidays and birthdays will look like. It can be incomprehensible if you're not the one living it. What if you're in a situation where it's a sibling or parent that you want to cut ties with? Maybe your mom, but that means you also lose your relationship with your father, and maybe some of your siblings or your aunts and uncles will take sides. And what happens to family gatherings? What happens to Christmas at grandma's house? What about your children who don't want to lose their grandma because they don't understand what the problem is? There are so many different situations in our life where these are very real and valid questions that we have to ask if our ultimate goal is to make the best decision for your mental and emotional well-being. So how do we do that? How do we make the impossible decision since we can't look into the future and see how the different scenarios will play out how do we decide whether or not we need to take action and whether or not the potential risk is worth it or not worth it before we start to try to dive into the answer to that i want to say something that i suspect a good many of you need to hear don't beat yourself up over this And please do not allow it to attack your self-esteem if you find that you're making the decision to stay in a difficult spot because of the ramifications to others and other relationships. This does not make you weak. It does not make you wrong. It does not make you a pushover. Unless somebody has been in that position, they can't possibly know how much strength it takes to stay there. So please be kind and compassionate and forgiving to yourself if that's the decision that you've been making up to this point or have to continue to make. And that leads me to my next point, which I kind of already hinted at. We may not know if we've made the right choice until long down the road. You can let it eat you alive or you can find peace with whatever decision you're making or have made. And peace is the tool that I want you to use the most when trying to decide which of the two hard choices you have to make. A sense of peace is going to be your biggest indicator to which one is right. And I want to be super clear with you in case you don't already know this. That doesn't mean it's not going to be hard or upsetting or painful or uncomfortable. It doesn't mean you're not going to experience loss along with that decision. It does mean that at the end of the day, 
you're secure in your knowledge that it was the correct decision for you and you are at peace with the outcome. So let's talk about what peace will feel like. Peace is like a gentle knowing. It's a knowledge that you can trust yourself and the decision that you've made. Peace is allowing the answers to come from within you instead of from external voices trying to persuade you one way or another. And the option that's going to provide you the most peace is also the one that comes with the least amount of anxiety because you know it's right. And again, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy or painless or happy. It can still be a really hard time to make the transition into whatever decision you've chosen. So please don't misconstrue the idea of peace and right with happy and easy. Part of how you can find that peace is by playing the very what-if game that is stressing you out and making this so hard in the first place. We just need to play it to conclusion. So what does that mean? Well, let's imagine we're cutting off communication with mom. And by cutting off communication with mom, we know at least initially dad might not talk to you either. And we know if mom and dad are not talking to you, at least one sibling is going to side with them. And then that means those nieces and nephews you might lose contact with. And this all means that there's no more family Christmases or family Thanksgivings or birthday celebrations with all the cousins. You're going to lose all of that. Or you could keep putting up with the unhealthy and damaging behavior coming from mom and keep your family quote unquote intact. But this also means it's going to be wearing on you mentally and emotionally. This means that it's going to be even harder to heal your self-esteem because you're still taking the very abuse that caused you to have problems in the first place. Neither one of these options are sounding great. Certainly, you don't want to pick either one. We have to follow this further. We have to follow it to a deeper conclusion. So you've cut off communication with mom and the rest of the family has followed suit as we suspected. Then what happens? Possibly after a few months of you continuously reaching out to dad and sibling, they eventually meet up with you, hear your side of things. Maybe they want to remain somewhat neutral, so they're not going to tell mom they're talking to you. And yes, family Christmas is out, but you still have your family as a whole. You still see all of them. Your kids still get their cousins and you get the mental and emotional peace that you needed to truly get to a good place in your own life. And you're not having to deal with whatever was coming from your mom in the first place. It could work out like that. Maybe you never speak to any of them ever again. It could work out like that as well. Let's look at the other side of it. You stay. Your mom keeps treating you the way that she's been treating you. It continues to wear on you. It affects your marriage. It affects how you interact with your own children. They grow up to have issues. Now you have issues interacting with them. It's ruined your marriage. And you never really did get a handle on your self-esteem. It could work out like that. Or you learned how to overcome the mental and emotional abuse that your mom was dishing out, whether or not she continued to dish it out because you found your strength and your truth in your own head. Your husband and your children were able to witness this entire journey that you're on. It made them stronger and better people. It bonded all of you closer together as a family unit. And you are now able to help other people because you figured out how to balance a relationship with your mom while maintaining your own sense of self-worth. Beautiful. Now it's up to you. Which one seemed the most likely knowing the other people that are involved in this story? Which one can you live with 
and find peace in, even if it turned out worst case scenario? And which one would you never feel peace in? Which scenario can you handle? And which scenario can you not handle? The answer is probably different for everybody. And that's why there is no perfect set of advice for anybody going through anything like this, because it is so particular to you and the dynamics and who the other individual is and the dynamics of all the other people involved and who's able to make a choice for themselves and who's not able to make a choice for themselves and all the extenuating circumstances that the rest of us that aren't living in that moment can't possibly be intimately aware of the way that you are. So what you need to understand is your choice is your choice and you make it for all the right reasons for you curated to your situation and let the measurement of whether or not you made a good decision or a bad decision be weighed not on whether or not you stayed or didn't stay, kept somebody in your life or didn't keep somebody in your life, but rather let the measurement be how well you weighed your options, how honest you were about what would bring you peace, who you made that decision for, and who you chose to be in whatever scenario you decided brings you the most peace. I want to just refresh your memory and remind you that even if you have to choose something that feels like it's still bad for you, but it's better than the other thing that's worse, you still get to choose who you show up as, what you believe, what you accept into your consciousness. You still get to choose how you interact with the people in your life. It might not look like the daring ultimatum, be respectful or else that we all envision in a perfect scenario where everything's black and white, but you might be surprised what kind of an impact you can make with gentle and strategic no's, with little nudges towards respect, with you demonstrating the behavior you want to see first, and with not letting them get to you. But whatever you do, don't let anybody shame you or condemn you or put you down or make you feel bad about yourself because you had to make a very difficult decision and they don't think you made the right one. I just want to take a moment to be super clear here. If you are in an abusive relationship, if you are in danger, if you are being hurt, the only tough decision you have to make is how you leave safely. And there are lots of resources available to you to help you with that. When I'm talking about maintaining a relationship with a difficult person, I'm not talking about people that are being actually abusive. If you are in an abusive relationship, please seek help. You can reach out to me if you want help finding resources in your area. I am happy to do that for you. Today, we are merely talking about difficult people. And just a little reminder, when you're making your decision about these difficult people, not to influence your decision, but to help you have compassion for them regardless. They're difficult for a reason. They have undoubtedly experienced their own trauma and their own hurt, and they have not handled it or processed it well. That does not mean you have to be on the receiving end of what they're dishing out, but I would hope that that would mean that we can be at least a little bit compassionate in however you choose to move forward. Your goal this week is to just recognize that not everything is black and white, to give yourself compassion and grace and understanding while you make these very difficult and sometimes seemingly impossible decisions 
give yourself permission to fully weigh out your options and give yourself permission to feel peace for one of your choices. Your challenge this week is to remember that everyone's choices and reasonings are going to look different and yours doesn't have to look like anybody else for it to be the right thing for you. It's not always a cop-out to choose to say nothing. Sometimes it's the strongest, most brave thing you could possibly do. You just choose what's right for you, what you can live with, what you can find peace around, and then let the rest go. I'll sum it up like this. Having strong, solid self-esteem and standing up for yourself does not equal being a hard, confrontational, uncompromising individual. It means having the courage and strength to be fluid and giving and compromising and know when to stand your ground. I'm so glad you guys were here this week. I sincerely hope that this was helpful. If you need further help, please feel free to message me. All of my information is in the show notes, or you can just go ahead and schedule your free session with me. You all get one. So take advantage of that. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.